time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Got another great episode on the way today on the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller of Roadmap Financial Consulting, where he is the founder and president. Glenn's a registered financial consultant. Always look forward to our conversations. And if you want to schedule your own time to meet with Glenn, you can do that at RoadmapFinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some murky issues that make retirement planning a little bit harder and analyzing some stats and a little bit of data that came out of a recent report, Glenn, from the Insured Retirement Institute that surveyed adults about their readiness for their later years in life and found that millions of Americans are lacking some of the basic knowledge to achieve a successful retirement. Now, Glenn, you're meeting with folks every day in the office, obviously. Do you find that there's that lack of education even among the folks that that you're meeting with who are educated enough to at least be coming in and kind of asking the right questions? Right. No, I, well, I think there isn't a lot to that study, Walter, because I think the, that largely the financial services industry is is in a big way oriented to the accumulation years of life, right? And with people who are working and you know and and you know and, and they're they're trying to figure out where to put their money and that kind of thing. That seems to be a lot of the focus that's out there in the world. And then, you know, making that transition to retirement is is challenging. And then, you know, as we've talked about on on a number of different uh, you know shows where you know you, you you have you have that 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 whole mind shift of it's like okay I'm moving from you know saving for retirement to living in retirement and what is what is all that going to entail there's going to be a mind you know first of all there's going to be a mind mind shift and then then you're going to have to have different strategies and different ways of allocating things and oftentimes that's not really something that that, that folks have spent a lot of time with and thinking about, and they may or may not have access to all the information that, that, they, that they need in order to make intelligent decisions. So it's, it's, it's not all that surprising. Not surprising at all, yeah. And so here's a couple of uh, takeaways from this study. First of all, we know inflation has been in the news quite a bit, but that study showed that just 26% of workers could correctly identify the level of income growth that they would need to offset inflation over time. And this kind of leads to the idea that, you know, working Americans are really confused about what it takes to combat inflation. And that's no surprise to me, Glenn, because I guess we just haven't had to worry about inflation for quite some time until recently. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot to that, Walter. On, on you know, on one hand, on the other hand, too, it's it's you know, I mean, when you look across across the spectrum of you know of of you know of working America, there, I mean, we've always there's inflation is kind of an, an existing thing that it's always been there. Now it's obviously it's 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 really accelerated here, you know, of late, and you know, and we'll see if that can you know get tamed and bring it back into a normal range. You know, the you know the jury's still out there, and we're you know obviously the the you know the Federal Reserve is working on that, and we we shall see, right? Well, you know, as to as to what happens, you know, when you look across things and you really look at you you look at the statistics, you typically you know a lot there's an awful lot of folks that are that are, that are in their working years that they don't have a lot of wage growth to even keep pace with with you know with just moderate inflation, and so you know the idea of it's like well when we transition into retirement, you know what is that going to look like and feel like, and and I and and there's a there's a whole Another element that I feel, that I think that comes into play here is is that I always look at inflation as as 
is almost like an individual um, situation because I think everybody has their own their own you know their own inflation index so to speak because and the reason I say that is because not everybody spends their money on the same things and some things have a higher inflation rate than others and some have you know a smaller inflation rate than others and to some extent that that will correlate to you know where you are in life and you know in terms of you know are you in your 20s and 30s 40s you know are you or are you more in your 50s 60s 70s you know because that now you're starting to spend money in different areas and different things are going to be you know more inflationary than others and you know you're you're not spending your time and your money in the in the same environment you know or in the same things when you're at different different phases in life so it, it becomes it becomes a real tricky thing to figure out it's like well what am i going to need and and you know and, and how much you know how much am i going to need for you know for future expenditures on what i'm spending money on if, if that makes sense walter yeah, that does make a lot of sense, Glenn, and that's why inflation is such a, uh, such a big thing that we need to talk about now. And I'm not saying that you weren't talking about inflation previously either, Glenn. I mean, it's something that we've brought up occasionally on the show. It's just obvious that now everybody's got their eyeballs on it because of that danger of inflation. And, right. um, and, and people are more aware now, so I guess that's a, that's a good thing of inflation is it's getting people more aware of that more long-term worry on inflation uh, you know, because of the short-term you know, pain from this inflation we've been experiencing um, is kind of waking everybody up and opening their eyes a little bit. Right, I think that's the case, and I think one of the biggest the biggest pieces of biggest takeaways is is that you that you want to have built into your retirement. You know, the the plan for living in retirement is to have the ability to have increasing income over time, and you know, you want to make sure that the way you're structuring your your monies or the way you're positioning your 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 dollars and your accounts to, is to give yourself the ability to have that increasing income over time. Not all plans have that, and not all types of accounts have that necessarily. But I think it's it's critically important to be able to to know that you're that you're going to have the ability to have raises along the way, and and there's and there's a number of different ways to achieve that. But but you know it, it needs to be part of that whole planning process and making sure that you have that you have those pieces in place. Good points across the board so far, Glenn. Again, we're talking about this study that was by the Insured Retirement Institute. We'll call them the IRI, I suppose, going forward. Another stat that it found was that less than half of Americans, about 42%, can correctly identify the average Social Security benefit. And a big chunk of folks in the study overestimated, which I guess is even a worse problem, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's important. I mean, almost everybody you know, that I talk to, you know, if, if we, you know, if we're in, you know, discovery or you know, introductory type of appointments and whatnot, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some thought and, you know, and 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 talk about Social Security that that I can tell that they that they've had, you know, prior to prior to you know coming into the office. But you know, it's obviously going to be it's going to be one of those foundational pieces there, and it's really important to know what that benefit's going to be and you know and what your strategy is going to be and you know and more often than not you know we're talking to married couples and you know which means that you're going to probably have two benefit checks coming in from social security and strategically figuring out well when do we when do we access this benefit or when do we turn it on and when does you know you know you know mr turn it on and when does mrs turn it on or does mrs turn it on first and then mr turn it on and you know and 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 how much income is that going to create you know and then also in terms of in terms of income you always have to talk about how much of it do you get to keep right what are, what are going to be the tax implications of that 
And so there's a whole nother layer of that Social Security planning when, when Social Security is not automatically taxable income, it becomes taxable based on how much other income you have. It really starts to, you know, it really becomes a critical thing as to how you, how you put your, you know, your planning together and how you're diversified, including your, you know, your tax awareness, you know, and, and that diversification to, you know, how much, how much real, real true cash flow that you're going to be able to keep and utilize versus having to send it off, to, you know, in the form of taxation. And and so that's a big, big deal. And the you know the vast majority of people are really underinformed when it when it comes to you know what their what their benefits are going to be and you know how they're going to be treated you know in terms of taxation you know, the fact that you can you know, that you can access it you know sooner or later and and then your cash flow is going to be different. The other piece that comes into play is is that you know once you're on Social Security and you're of and you're of Medicare age you know they're going to automatically start deducting your you know your Medicare Part B premiums out of there. And if your income is higher than, than that, then, then that could potentially be a higher amount of money that they're going to deduct out, as well as they, they might start deducting money out for your Medicare Part D for, you know, for the drug benefit. So you've got to really understand how all that works and, and how to you know, you know, think in terms of what's that income plan going to look like and what actually shows up as, as income on the tax return as well as you know when when you're looking at your social security benefits and you know in the taxation of that as well as you know what's how are your how are your medicare premiums going to you know, going to shake out are you going to have to pay you know higher higher amount for your medicare because because your income is at a, at a higher level and if so are there ways to co- possibly combat that you know maybe through you know repositioning some assets maybe doing some roth conversions and different things there there's there's a lot of things to talk about that are all interconnected to your overall social security benefits. Yeah, it's big. Social security benefits, such a big piece of the puzzle uh, for some folks, less for others, but we still want to get it right. And if we have some bad misconceptions about social security, that can lead us down a bad path. Again, we're talking about this IRI study about issues that make retirement planning a little bit harder, a little bit more difficult. This study also found that half of Americans weren't sure how much they could take out of their investment accounts, Glenn. And I know that this must be a difficult problem uh, for you to, uh, you know, for for people to figure out. I know it's something that you're always problem solving when folks come in to meet with you, right? Yeah, no, it's it's very important, Walter. I mean, withdrawal rates are are critically important to understand, and it's like you know you you you, you don't want to be over withdrawing your account, and you know, and and it's and it's it's a different calculation. And that then is rate of return. I mean, most people are used to the idea of, of rate of return when they're saving for retirement. And then ultimately, when you transition over to being in retirement, you have to start thinking in terms of, well, how much income can the money that I've saved actually produce on a sustainable basis? Right. Because you are going to have ups and downs in the markets. And, you know, depending upon how your accounts are positioned, they may be more subject to that you know, than other folks have, or maybe you reposition so that you have, you have, you know, you're, you're less, you're, you're less exposed to that, at least with a portion of your money. But you got, you have to really understand how much can you withdraw and it be sustainable. You know, a lot of folks think, well, oh, well, I'm averaging, you know, whatever, six, eight, you know, percent, you know, a year. So I should be able to withdraw that out and I still won't even touch my principal. Well, that's that's flawed thinking because you you're going to have if, if if markets go up and markets go down, you know, when you're when you're drawing money out, 
that money that comes out doesn't have the ability to recover, and so suddenly you can have you can have a really big drawdown in terms of you know, the way the economy went and the way that the markets went and the value of your accounts. But if you're but if you're compounding that issue by you know by by taking you know greater withdrawals than, than what you ought to be, now suddenly you you know what you thought was a was a was a large sum of money that you had saved for retirement becomes a lot less. And you know you always have to kind of think, at least from from my perspective, that you're going to live a long time and you have to plan as if you're going to live a long time. And if you're retiring and you say you're mid 60s, you have to think in terms of, well, I, you know, very likely that either either both me and my spouse or or one of us at least is very likely to, you know, to live into their 90s. And so that's it. That's at least 30 years. And it's like you've got to make this money last. And so you've got to go through all the ups and downs of the economy, all the trials and turbulations of life. And, you know, it's a, you, are you going to help kids, grandkids? You know, what are, what are all the things that you want to do? And understanding withdrawal rates and how you can access the money and how, what's the most efficient way to do that is something that's critical that you understand is really, uh, you know, a, a kind of a black hole in terms of for, for most people in terms of their knowledge, because it's that that's not something that they've ever really had to contemplate when they were saving for retirement. But it becomes, you know, far more important when you're in retirement and making sure that your money's going to last and that you're going to be able to do the things that you wanted to do. All great points, Glenn, across the board. So if these are some pretty big issues, Glenn, obviously things that people are coming in with misconceptions, you're having to dive into all this stuff. How does your planning process or your approach to these things in your practice bring clarity to all these issues? Right. Well, I mean, Walter, it's really a, a process of discovery and sitting down and, and talking with folks, right? Figuring out, well, number one, who are they and what do they want, right? I mean, what, how are, you know, what do they want their retirement years to look like and how, you know, what's going to be fulfilling for them and just to get to know them, right? And then, you know, and then, you know, you know, starting to understand what kind of assets do they have? What kind of resources do they have? You know, what, you know, how, what is their lifestyle like? You know, sometimes you have folks that have a lot, a lot of, a lot, a lot saved and they have, you know, they, and they don't spend much. <laughs> on the other hand, sometimes you have folks that is the total opposite, right? So go through that process to figure out where folks are. And, and the whole time, it's an educational process. You know, I'm getting educated on who they are and what they want and, you know, and how they how they treat money and how they think about money, you know, and, and, and what they want to have happen, you know, and, you know, and I'm, and I'm working to, you know, to give them information about things to think about as well as, you know, how, you know, how money works in retirement and how it's different than in your, than in your um, working years, you know, how to think about social security, how to think about withdrawal rates, all of these things that we've been talking about, you know, they, they play, they play a critical role and it's a, it's a, it's an educational process and it's a team effort, all, you know, all the way around as we, as we get together and talk about it. One of the things that we had, we, we didn't touch on here that wasn't in part of that study, but I, I also, you know, throw in there, you know, what about long-term care, right? Long-term care is, is really important to understand, you know, that, that there is the high likelihood that there's going to be money that's going to need to be, you know, set aside or at least, you know, have, have some sort of positioning that, that you're going to have access to it and, and, and maybe have, maybe have a little bit of, uh, you know, of additional benefits that are there and, and some of the, and some of the ways that you position money so that when when and if long-term care events happen that that you have you have a way of addressing that that's that's always part of the conversation too because I think in terms of we, we you really need to understand what are the risks that are out there for you in the retirement years that were not there you know previously and for a lot of folks it's like they have a you know a kind of a, a little bit of an idea around it but but they but but as we as we go through the process 
it becomes oh okay this makes sense we've got it we've we've got to be thinking along these types of lines as as to just simply saving for retirement i mean it, it's a big shift and there's a lot of things to learn but that's that's it's like anything in life if if you if it's worth doing it's worth doing right and take the time to you know to really make sure that you're that you're being able to make wise decisions and then you can only make wise decisions when you when you have more information well, helpful to go through this on today's show. And there you have it, folks, some of the things that make retirement planning harder, some of the issues, but how Glenn approaches solutions to those issues in his office. If you need to problem solve some of these things, if you've had your own misconceptions about inflation and Social Security and withdrawal rates in retirement, Glenn can help sort through those murky issues with you. Go to RoadmapFinancial.com, click the free consultation button to schedule your time to meet whether it's in the office in Greensboro or from anywhere via Zoom, that's RoadmapFinancial.com. Or call the old-fashioned way, 336-291-3535 is the number, 336-291-3535. There you have it, another great episode on the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks for joining us. For Glenn, I'm Walter, and we'll talk to you again next time. 